0: Moira Murray disappeared on the evening of February 9, 2004. She was driving her car along Route 112 in Haverville, New Hampshire, when she crashed her car on a sharp corner of the highway. She has never been seen again. On February 8, 2012, just before the anniversary of Moira Murray's disappearance, a video was uploaded to YouTube by a user going by the name of 112 Dirtbag. The video ends with the mysterious person giving a wink and then smiling right before the words, quote, happy anniversary, appear on the screen. It was taken down not too long after it was posted. Here's a short audio clip from that video. <laughs> Are you ready to jump down the rabbit hole? Maura Murray's disappearance to this day is still officially unsolved. Her story has been told on the TV shows 2020 and Discovery Channel's Disappeared, along with the nonfiction thriller True Crime Addict How I Lost Myself in the Mysterious Disappearance of Maura Murray by author and journalist James Renner. Could 112 Dirtbag be the key that unlocks the answer to her disappearance? In this episode, we will try and answer three questions. Number one What happened on the night of Maura's disappearance? Number two What evidence do we have of 112 Dirtbag's involvement? And number three, did he have anything to do with her disappearance? What happened on the night of Maura's disappearance? The following is an account from Wikipedia of what happened to Murray on the night in question. She was a nursing student completing her junior year at the University of Massachusetts Amherst at the time of her disappearance. After midnight on Monday, February 9th, Murray used her personal computer to search MapQuest for directions to the Berkshires in Bullington, Vermont. The first reported contact Murray had with anyone on February 9th was at 1 p.m. when she emailed her boyfriend, quote, I got your messages, but honestly, I don't feel like talking too much of anyone. I promise to call today, though, end of quote. At one thirteen p.m., Murray called a fellow nursing student for reasons unknown. At 1.24 p.m., Murray emailed a work supervisor of the nursing school faculty that she would be out of town for a week due to a death in her family. No one in her family had died. At 2.05 p.m., Murray called the number which provides recorded information about booking hotels in Stowe, Vermont. The call lasted approximately five minutes. At 2.18 p.m., she telephoned her boyfriend and left a message promising him they would talk later. In her car, Murray packed clothing, toiletry, college textbooks, and birth control pills. When her room was searched later, campus police discovered most of her belongings packed in boxes and the art removed from the walls. It's not clear whether Murray packed them that day, but police at the time asserted she had packed between Sunday night and Monday morning. On top of the boxes was printed an email to Murray's boyfriend indicating trouble in their relationship. Around 3.30 p.m., she drove off campus in her black 1996 Saturn sedan. Classes at the university had been canceled that day due to a snowstorm. At 3.40 p.m., Murray withdrew $280 from an ATM. Closed-circuit footage showed she was alone. At a nearby liquor store, Murray purchased about $40 worth of alcoholic beverages. Security footage again shows she was alone when she made that purchase. At some point in the day, she also picked up accident report forms from the Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicles. Murray then left Amherst at around 3.50 p.m., presumably via Interstate 91 North. She called to check her voice at 4.37 p.m., the last recorded use of her cell phone. Two things strike me as really interesting here. First, the reported problems and possible breakup between her and her boyfriend. As we all know, the most likeliest suspects are those that are close to us. The second is the picking up of accident report forms from the Massachusetts Registry of Motor Vehicles right before she has an accident. Why would she need these? What evidence do we have of 112 Dirtbag's involvement? 112 Dirtbag's involvement in this case stems from the clues in his name and some disturbing videos he posted on YouTube. Let's start with the videos. As stated at the beginning of this episode, the first video was posted to YouTube the day before the eight-year anniversary of Mora's disappearance. The video shows an older man cackling in a very menacing way, Followed by the words, quote, happy anniversary. But was this just a coincidence? The second video showed a lift pass for the nearby Brenton Woods Ski Resort, dated two days after her disappearance. Was this a clue as to where her body could be found, or was this the place the kidnapper took her after the car crash? The video is only about 16 seconds long and for the first time there was a definite connection between this YouTube channel belonging to 112 Dirtbag and Moira Murray. More videos followed including one with the older man from the first video playing a keyboard, followed by a cryptic hand drawn picture of the numbers 1, 5, 27, and 8, circling a lightning bolt and a man's cartoonous and unproportional face. There was another video titled, Black Eye. This one showing a hand-drawn line picture of a woman's head. The face of this woman had a black eye. In the description of these other 112 Dirtbag videos, there were essays about the reliability of the last known person to see Mori alive. Irrefutable evidence that these videos were posted with Maura Murray in mind. Then there was the name. Let's go ahead and break down 112 dirtbag the number 112 corresponds to the name of the street maura murray disappeared on that faithful night furthermore once in an interview maura's father had been quoted as saying that she might have been kidnapped by some quote dirtbags so what does all this mean did he have anything to do with her disappearance After completing hours of research on this case, I have come to the obvious conclusion that 112 Dirtbag is a hoax. Plain and simple. And I don't want to give the person who has perpetrated these falsehoods for their own sick and twisted enjoyment any extra notoriety. So he will remain anonymous and shall only be mentioned on this podcast by his initials A-H-O. According to online accounts... A.H.O. worked as a Walmart greeter and has some mental issues. He has not only harassed the family of Mora, but others online who have called him out. And I think it goes without saying that anyone who would create then post these types of videos about a human being that is missing only to cause confusion and heartache for the families involved has to have some kind of mental health disorder. A.H.O. continued inserting himself into the case by writing about Maura Murray on one of his blogs. In these writings, he often claimed that the police had something to do with Maura Murray's disappearance. These claims, though, are just that. Claims with little evidence to back them up. He has continued his assault on the family in this case all the way up to a blog post he made in October 2018. I haven't been able to substantiate this claim, but many have reported that A.H.O. has been questioned by the police in cleared. I honestly couldn't fathom that he wasn't, at some time, questioned by the police, simply because of how popular the videos became during that one-year anniversary. We may never know what exactly happened to Maura Murray, but it's time to make the name 112 Dirtbag disappear. For more information and to get some links to articles pictures and videos regarding this story please visit cloudedmysteries.com follow us on twitter and instagram at clouded podcast and like our facebook page please give us a review wherever you listen to podcasts my name is victor and this has been another episode of clouded where internet meets mystery